And I'm Caitlin, and today we are going to chat about the lore of hell and how it's inspired the Kingdom of the Wicked series. Um, We had to really narrow this down. There's a lot of different interpretations when it comes to hell, but I think Carrie definitely took some pretty direct interpretations from like Dante and the variations of the Seven Princes. Yes, I feel like it's pretty, like she kind of stuck to the more um, well-known interpretations of things, which honestly, there are things that I didn't even know about. So this has been really informational. We're going to start by talking about the seven deadly sins. So I'll say that most of our like resources for today are Wikipedia. We do also reference artuk.org later whenever we uh, talk about more of the imagery of hell. But for the most part, good old Wikipedia taught us all of this information. So the modern concept of the seven deadly sins is actually linked to a monistic tradition of early Christian Egypt. And that was influenced by the school of Alexandria. There were Egyptian monks that identified three categories of evil thoughts, and they had like a certain word for that kind of like conceptualized thoughts. And I can't remember the word. I didn't write it down. But basically, they categorized them into the physical, the emotional and mental. And then there was a fourth century monk named Evagrius. 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 There was a 4th century monk named Evagrius Ponticus, and he listed eight evil thoughts. So he listed them as gluttony, fornication, and prostitution are kind of lumped together, greed, sadness, as in sadness at other people's happiness, so kind of like envy, wrath, dejection, boasting, and pride. And then this list was later translated into the Latin of Western Christianity. In the writings of John Cassian, he translated them to gluttony, lust, greed, sorrow, wrath, sloth, vainglory, which is vanity, and pride. And then later in 590 AD, Pope Gregory I further revised this list to what it's known as today, the seven deadly sins. And so... Interesting. Interesting, because, yeah, there used to be more than just the seven. And another thing that I thought was interesting, um, I'm going to use that word a lot because this is all Mm, news to me. Interesting. (laughs) Another thing that I thought was (laughs) riveting is that the seven deadly sins are never directly mentioned in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, They are kind of like, at one point, I believe it was the book of... Proverbs, again, this is from Wikipedia somewhere, um, mentioned like kind of seven things that God didn't like. And right. so they, they do align with those things. But as far as like the seven deadly sins, um, those originated from, again, early Christian Egypt. I just think it's really funny that like it's changed so many times because it's like, well, we're just yeah. going to do away with that one because that one's kind of hard, you know? It kind of seems like they all were kind of the same. It's just that maybe there were a couple that were a little redundant. Yeah. Like sorrow. Or vanity and pride. I feel like those do kind of like, you could just lump those together. You know what I mean? I feel like the ones that are still like, like, I feel like they're all very interchangeable because it's like, 
like especially with like gluttony and lust like I feel like those two always go like hand in hand and like I know they are different but and then you could easily like turn that into envy as well like you're envious of the people that have all of those indulgences right but I mean there's so many different translations of it too that even like outside of the Christian language like I'm or the Christian like word I'm sure there are other variations of them Mm -hmm. I'm sure and I don't know this obviously has been like mainly adopted by Western Christianity, but I don't know if there are other religions that consider them like seven, seven categories like that. Sure. But there's a good chance. <laughs> yeah. And there is also a classification system uh, that translate the seven princes of hell into the seven deadly sins in the early 1400s. They created the Lantern, is that how he decided it was pronounced? Lantern of Light. Lantern. Lantern of Light, it's French. Um, (laughs) And so it just kind of matched up the prince to its sin, or not the prince, like the fallen angel to Mm -hmm. its sin. So we have Lucifer, which is pride, Beelzebub, which is envy, Satan, which is wrath, um, Abaddon, which is sloth, Mammon, which is greed, Belphegor, gluttony and then Esmodius is less and those are very french names i haven't heard of uh belphegor i haven't heard of belphegor mammon or abaddon oh really mm-hmm. uh, belphegor is the only one i haven't heard of um mammon and abaddon i feel like are in a lot of like not egyptian lore but mm-hmm. like it's one of like the bigger demons that are talked about in like books okay and like my family like didn't like grow up super religious or anything so I've also like I've never heard a lot of like religious stories either Mm -hmm. like outside of the more mainstream one quote-unquote mainstream so yeah there's like I'm sure there's a lot of like characters in this type of lore that I'm not familiar with I saw while I was doing some research, there's actually another classification system that they came up with, like, even later than the Lantern one. And I didn't Mm -hmm. write it down. I wish I had because it, like, goes into detail about, like, why they assigned, like, each sin to that demon. Interesting. So maybe they have their own little, like, stories of of each demon which that aligns them with that. It'd be too long to get into, but I do want to read that like independently. Yeah, no, that would be really interesting. (laughs) There we go again with that word. It's interesting. (laughs) So interesting. I just think it's interesting that. (laughs) In this essay, I will talk about hell imagery because that's up next. So again, this came mostly from artuk.org. We're going to start with the earliest known depictions of hell. And really, those reference a lot of pagan and early Christian ideas. For example, the hell mouth or the entrance of hell is often depicted as the open mouth of an animal. Well, this is thought to be inspired by the illustrations of the Norse myth of the battle between Fenrir, who is a wolf creature, and Odin's son, Vidar. And so... It was kind of an early Anglo-Saxon art that this imagery started to appear. Hmm. And then in the Middle Ages, doom paintings and Last Judgment images became extremely popular. And I think these are kind of the ones that 
like I would think of probably like revelations really popped off (laughs) yes and it's like the ones where there's like bodies like drowning in blood and fire you know like it's very it's giving dramatics but these works depicted the apocalyptic last days and they often depicted satan as an anthropomorphized beast a lot of times he was kind of um humanoid combined with like goat features in these artworks oh that's probably where like like the church of satan like gets like a lot of yes yes that's their imagery from it's become yeah sort of um i don't know like what do you call that when someone like takes it back like takes something that was supposed to be bad and they take it as their own um like reclaimed yeah it, yeah just there's a huge association like with goats and like satan um yeah. and like him in that animalistic form his form was like depicted as that oftentimes and then now with the modern satanist religions that imagery is still very common mm-hmm. and i'm going to mess up this pronunciation giotto di bondaneo uh was an artist who made the last judgment And this illustrates bodies floating in a flow of lava down the wall of, like, a bluish cave. And so with all these, like, bluish tones and the cave looks very dark, the painting actually exudes more of, like, a cold environment. Whereas a lot of artworks depicting hell, of course, were, like, extremely, like, hot and and on fire. Um, So this is actually thought to be what has inspired Dante's Pit of Ice in Inferno. Interesting. So Dante, speaking of Rhone Inferno, so Dante's Inferno is about this guy basically going on a journey through hell. It depicts hell as nine concentric circles, and this has heavily influenced depictions of hell for centuries since. Um, pretty much most people like in art will now refer to hell as being made up of circles. And also the ice pit that he has written about, again, while he may have taken inspiration from Last Judgment by Bondaneo, he really made it infamous in his work. So that's kind of now the association between like Satan's power and like being extremely icy and frozen and cold, like the frozen circles of hell. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of where that originated. So I would say that this series is for the most part, influenced by Dante's interpretation of hell. Yeah, because even though you have, like, the seven circles, like, with the princes, they do talk about, like, other areas that aren't, like, associated. outside of those seven. Mm -hmm. And also with, like, the, like, circle of hell being frozen, that's where Satan rules in the Kingdom of the Wicked series. And so, like, that kind of comes from, again, Dante's Inferno. So, yeah. I think that's the most influential as far as the imagery of hell in this series. Awesome. So jumping to, you know, focusing a little more on Wrath, since he is, you know, our main male character in this series, they do mention like quite a few different identities he may go by in the book. So the first one, obviously, the devil. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is probably the most common name that he goes by. You may Um, have heard of him. You may have heard of him. But he's also sometimes called Lucifer in Christianity. And I think you said that's like the only religion that associates him with Lucifer. Which that's the only one I saw. They are both fallen angels with, you know, Wrath being the general of Hell's army. Like, 
that is probably confused with Lucifer because yeah. the general of the army is probably the one leading everything. And so well, they thought he was maybe. Yeah. And something that I saw um, kind of described Lucifer as being like super charismatic, which of course yeah. we've all heard before. And so I think that kind of got um, twisted up with like, you know, the devil being so temptuous and they were like, oh, obviously he has to be charismatic to tempt people. Right. But I think, yeah, they're two separate characters where Lucifer is the charismatic type leader and um, is normally associated with pride. And then Satan is the more like wrathful general of the army. Yes. Yeah. We also have this serpent. The book of Genesis doesn't mention him like by name, but Christians do typically identify the serpent in the Garden of Eden as Satan. Thinking about it, though, it's like it could have been like any of like the seven because it just says, yeah, like it, it could have been, been any demon. Yeah. But that then, doesn't seem yeah. like something wrath, you know, like that doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't I know it's like not him. very wrath like, is it? It's more like I would say like a gluttony or type gluttony. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like maybe like it was a combination of all of the sins, like working together. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm more interested in reading about that. It is wild. Like how all these things are. It's like, why do we choose just one? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the one that we were probably the most confused about is Samael, which is his true name in the books. So Samael is Hebrew for venom or poison of God. And he was an archangel in the Talmud who is the main angel of death. And although he does condone sins of man, he remains one of God's servants. So in this telling of it, like he is still an angel and not a fallen angel. And he is the one who plotted the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That it would be the serpent, I guess. And then he's also believed to be the father of Cain and the partner of Lilith, which I have read that before, but I read that it's like Adam who married Lilith or who like reproduced with Lilith before Eve like was created. Yes, because if I remember correctly, Lilith was meant to be like Eve. Yes, but, but she was corrupted. She was corrupted, so she got kind of cast aside, and then Eve was created. And then she was also corrupted. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder God, if... women. I wonder if, like, because, like, Lilith was supposed to be partnered with, like, the devil, like, mm-hmm. if he tempted Eve in, like, retribution. Ooh. Almost. He's like, you stole my woman, I steal yours. Hmm. <laughs> His, wow, Satan's kind of catty. I know. I love that for him. Um, in early Hebrew texts, he actually was not yet considered to be Satan. Um, in Exodus Rabbah, which is the Jewish interpretation of Exodus, Samael is identified as Satan. So there's, I guess, multiple interpretations of like who he is. For sure. And honestly, it's kind of confusing. And I, I think the reason why it's so confusing is that most of them are a little bit like conflicting with each other right and one of them he is an angel of god and the other he is the literal devil yeah which i mean that maybe that's why they settled on fallen angel they were like well he was an angel but now like you know like they're just some questionable things trying to make it make sense (laughs) really Um, backtracking there yeah (laughs) red flag actually (laughs) um (laughs) anyway that kind of sums up our little hell lore minisode 
I'm sure there's a much more interesting like details and stuff out there that we didn't find just because like I said we had I to keep it Wikipedia. short I needed it to dumb it down for me like this stuff is not there were so many rabbit holes we could have gone down and we yeah. just it, we couldn't do another two-hour episode <laughs> you're welcome but join us next week we'll be discussing the third and final book of this series kingdom of the feared yeah, and then the week after, we're going to be doing another installment of Goodreads Bad Reviews, which is probably my favorite mini-sodes that we do. I love oh, doing that. They're um, so fun. And we're going to be featuring all three books of the Kingdom of the Wicked series. And then if you want to go ahead and get a head start on the next series, we are going to be jumping into Hunger Games, which yeah. we're very stoked about. We're very stoked. And as you guys may know, there is a movie coming out for the prequel that was written, um, which neither of us has ever read before. No. But we will be reading so excited. So, yeah, we'll be starting with um, the first in the series, The Hunger Games. And that is by Suzanne Collins, in case you need a reminder. But go ahead, get started on Kingdom of the Feared. And as always, let's get lit. Let's get lit.